there was actually a story tip that came from another reporter, Katie Heisen. And this tip was stemmed from a blog post from the Bard Owl Press. Um, and it was written by a former Politico health journalist. Her name was Alexandra Glorioso. And she had contacted several parents and health providers across the state who were experiencing this before it became a bigger issue. So like before there was a deadline to fix things. And so we wanted to look into it a little bit further because we knew there was more to it. We wanted to get word from the companies themselves and kind of just incorporate more voices into it. So her reporting really kicked off the ability to even further report these families like narratives and these providers narratives and just get more information overall about the situation. Can you take me through your reporting process and some of the information that you learned? We started out by reaching out to Sunshine Health, which merged with WellCare. And the merge itself is basically what the issue was with this. So there was some like system glitch that basically when the glitch occurred, providers weren't getting paid. So therefore their services kind of had to stop for a while for these really sick children, like children with autism, children who needed pretty intensive care. And it wasn't the providers being like, we want to kick you out. It's because they, some of them couldn't even keep their doors open because they weren't getting paid. And so we started by reaching out to Sunshine Health and we asked them like, hey, like what was the situation? We also reached out to the agency for healthcare administration, which is also known as ACA, and we started with what they had to say about what happened with the glitch, and then we also reached out to providers across the state. There was one from Gainesville and one from Ocala, and then we also reached out to some parents, so we kind of wanted a broad scope of just perspectives because everyone was affected on a different level. Who were some of the people you talked to? And can you take me through some of their experiences and perspectives? Dan Miller, he is from Lake Worth, Florida, and he has a 17-year-old son with autism. He was one of the families impacted by the system glitch. His provider, Blessing Hands, they had to stop giving his child services because of this glitch, because they weren't getting paid. And his situation was really hard because he does like personal electrical contracting work. So all the jobs that he had were not through a company. Like these were things he was taking on himself. And because he had to be the primary caregiver for his son during this time, which was three months of people not getting paid. So it was three months of him sacrificing the jobs that he would have been taking on. He even said, like, if it weren't for Wells Fargo working with him, he would have lost his house. And, you know, he's a single father taking care of his son. So it was just really it was a lot of financial hardship, but also some added stress that wasn't really anticipated. And the same went for Anne-Marie Sasong. She has a 15-year-old son who also has autism, and she was taking nursing classes and work study, um, I think in the same field. And she had to completely drop that for a while too, because her provider was unable to keep her doors open. And she mentioned kind of these struggles where she was, you know, a five foot woman um, and her son's 15. And 
the normal caregiver would be doing like bathing and eating and just walking like behavioral things some of the things that she couldn't take on by herself and so she said it was just really challenging for her because it was just a lot of unnecessary stress and then her provider who's also in the story Lisette she was doing this for 26 years and she was said she even said in the 26 years of being open she never thought she would have to close her doors but she wasn't financially capable of staying open because of the system glitch. And it was really hard for her because, you know, Sunshine said that they were aware of this issue in December, but she said she was calling since October, September, and no one was addressing her concerns. She said she was on hold for eight hours once, and then she just couldn't get through or couldn't get any answers. And I think she knew it would cause hardships for the parents and that's why it was so hard for her. And luckily she is open back up again because, you know, her claims were filed and she finally got paid, but she kind of said it was just so hard to leave these kids behind who she had been working with for five, six years. And what was Sunshine State Health Plan's perspective on what happened and how have they been moving forward? The executives at Sunshine State They basically said that the payments glitches stem from the company's merge with WellCare. And when they were transferring over that data, like just some of it didn't get transferred correctly or just wasn't completely filed. The merge took place on October 1st of last year. And then they said they weren't really aware of these issues until December, but they set a date of January 31st that everything would be reprocessed. And so... They started, you know, slowly filing grievances, reaching out to providers and parents to assure that everything was fixed. Um, They don't necessarily blame it on an employee. They kind of just say it was because of this glitch that things happened. And as far as I know, even after the story, Dan Miller, he said that Sunshine finally reached out to him and like approved his son, Levette Gully. She's back in operation Um, But I do know that there are also providers who even reached out after this story and said that, you know, they still haven't been paid and they're not really sure when they've been paid or communication hasn't been good. So I think Sunshine Health is aware of everything that's happening um, and that January 31st date was something they set. So I think they're in the process of reprocessing everything, but They basically said it was because of this glitch that occurred. And what would you say is the significance or biggest takeaway people should have from your story? So I think upon first glance, you know, you're like, okay, there's two healthcare companies, large companies, billion dollar companies that just had a system glitch. Like, what does that mean? But when you really humanize it and see that, there are families being affected by this, providers being affected by this, you know, people that are under the providers, the caregivers, these were all people relying on not only care, but jobs and and income and just being able to stay in business. But really, it's about the families and they didn't ask for this situation. I think the key takeaway is that what may look like a small issue might be affecting hundreds or thousands of families. When you kind of try to put yourself in their position, you understand that it's a situation that wasn't asked for and isn't really fair to these families. 
And is there anything else you'd like to add or feel people should know about? The families don't blame their providers for having to close down or having to stop giving services because they knew it wasn't on them firsthand. And so I think it was just really frustrating on their part because while they're trying to save the business aspect of things, they have very vulnerable families on the other side who are just trying to get like everyday help.